You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rebind. And when I say welcome back, we've been gone for like 23 hours. So that's the way it's going, my man. That's the way we're rocking it out with our sock out. Fantasy Football Rewind are right here Monday through Thursday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. As we get you ready, we get you prepared, and we make sure that you got everything you need to be successful in the world of fantasy it is week five we got to get it going on and we got to make sure that you've got everything you need so let's get it done my people let's get it done as we want everybody to say hey you know what it's week five but we're not coming down the home stretch yet right we're not coming down the home stretch yet we're just getting it done just telling everybody hey This is what we got going on. This is what we got happening. And now, where are we going to take it? Where are we going to play? How are you going to get going on? Yes, oh yes. We've got to get it going on. Sam Bradford will practice today. Yeah, Vikings coach Mike Zimmer says Sam Bradford will practice Thursday. And a step in the right direction. Good job, Sam. Get back out there Monday night. Probably 50-50. So don't cut Case Keenum yet. Uh, Cowboys coach Jason Garrett said that Ezekiel Elliott suffered bruised ribs against the Rams. Not worried about his availability. He'll be ready and ready to go against the Green Bay Packers. Kenny Britt not practicing Thursday. Riding a bike on the side. Hugh Jackson just looking for a reason to say, hey, uh, keep riding that bike. There, I'll tell you what, people are picking up uh, Ricardo Lewis off the waiver wire. I saw a trade for Rashad Higgins, so people are looking in the other direction. Ty Montgomery practiced on Thursday. Coach Mike McCarthy said he thought Montgomery practiced well on Wednesday and get him back on the field Thursday is a good indication he'll be able to play through the injury. Montgomery wore a protective vest during practice Wednesday to protect his ribs. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think you're going to have to play him in season-long leagues if he suits up. I don't think he'll use him in daily uh, I think they'll use a lot of backs at the, uh, the there. Uh, I bid on Aaron Jones this week. I took a shot. I thought Montgomery missed one game, and I could get a, a decent game. Uh, but, damn, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Damn! Sometimes, you know what, though? Sometimes it's better not, better to know. Better to know going in. You know what? Can't take the money with you. Can't take it with you. Marquise Lee will not practice Thursday. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver is uh, questionable for sure in that game against the Steelers. Alan Hearns is the guy there. They will be getting down on the depth shot. Uh, heard Jake Seeley on last night's Fantasy Football Rewind talking about, hey, go and look at D.D. Westbrook. Go and look at D.D. Westbrook. And see if he's available on your waiver wire. He's a guy that you could be looking to pack up. Marquise Lee with those injury situations there. Devontae Adams is a guy we thought might be out for a while. That vicious hit. But he was able to get a limit session on Wednesday. He's still in concussion protocol. And he's trending towards playing against the Cowboys. Devontae Adams recovering from that hit. Matt Forte out again Thursday with a toe injury. And that looks like more good news for Bilal Paul. How about this one? Browns coach Hugh Jackson says he believes in Isaiah Crowell. We agree Crowell probably exists, but it's difficult to be sure. It's a weak floor loss to the Bengals. More and more, we're seeing the guy Duke Johnson fall in love. 
Fantasy owners falling in love with the little Duke Johnson. Isaiah Crowell, it's tough to keep going back to the well and back to the well. But the coach says, hey, I haven't given up. I'm not a giver upper. I'm sticking with my man. I'm sticking with Isaiah Crowell. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind. Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning. And, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day that help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football in-season package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge in-season package. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. Does your fantasy football team suck? <laughs> Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? <laughs> I can help you out. Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people with credit card debt. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit card debt, the first step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32. Hey, it's Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, and I'm trying my best not to do an adequate promo. But anyway, I'm here to talk about the all-new Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's myself, Wall Street, Matt Medica, who's already done like 47 drafts, each at $400 a pop. We got the accuracy expert, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, who's never wrong, and me, the Fantasy Executive. All I do is talk and win chips. So tune into the Fantasy Football Frenzy every weekday morning beginning at 9 a.m. East right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are here giving you everything you got to be successful in Week 5 Fantasy Football. And when you want to be successful, one of the things you got to do is you got to listen to my man, Jake Seeley. Fantasy Pros ranks him a top three ranking in Fantasy Football, Fantasy Baseball, the last three years, and a guy absolutely trying to get it done for you guys. Giving everything you got. Here is Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, and Justin Boone. 
Hey guys, welcome inside the Fantasy Sports Network studios. This is the Roto Experts Rankings Reveal Show. I'm Chris Meany. This is Justin Boone from The Score. Week 5 already, Justin. 25% of the fantasy season done in the books. And it's great. Now we finally have some serious data to go off of. We have four games. That's a big enough sample size that we can start to really draw some, some big conclusions. It's not swayed by one big game here or there or anything. So I'm kind of interested to see what you guys, uh, what conclusions you guys have come to. Well, we're talking uh, buys. This is the first week where we'll get some buys. Of course, Atlanta, New Orleans, Denver, Washington. So we'll have to replace some quarterbacks for some people, some big name wide receivers, obviously Julio Jones, some running backs in there, Freeman, uh, Sanders, Thomas, those guys. Let's bring in Jake Seeley from Roto Experts. It's his rankings, which we will reveal. And if there's any guys we don't get to, you can leave your comments on the YouTube channel. Uh, I'll get to them. I'll try my best to get to them. Uh, I love the interaction from everybody. So thank you so much for that. And also subscribe to our Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page as well. Just a little click there. Uh, help us out. Jake, what's going on, man? Week five, it's here. Yeah, October's here. Halloween's around the corner. I saw a Christmas commercial yesterday. It's already <laughs> out of hand. I love October, though. Like baseball playoffs is on the go. Hockey season starts. Basketball True. around the corner. College, college sports. And here we are, week Extremely five. Busy. And we're talking, you know, you're going to pick up guys streaming. These are half-point rankings. Keep that in mind. If you want Jake's full rankings, rotoexperts.com. Give him a follow on Twitter, all in kids. So, Jake, let's get to it, man. Let's start at the running back position. Where are we start? Do we go down to 40 or 50 this week? Are we cut? I think we truncated this with this week, didn't we? Well, I think with buys, yeah, we're only going to do top 40. I think that's. Yeah, I thought well, so. I there's a certain cutoff sure. point where I think yeah, no I, one's I, starting I, those guys, right? You go to the site if you're part of the package, you can see the projections, which go deeper down to 55 and actually 65 at wide receiver. So that's why you got to be part of the package. You look at that little promotion there. By the way, hold on. I got to get my uh, third point PPR, half point for first down, and uh, five for a kicker. <laughs> So, and uh, and use that promo code Jakey Jakey, right? Yes, that's ten percent off. That's ten percent off. You get those projections, those those low projections that. Wait, Jake I, see, out. I need the football season to end so we can stop with that stupid promo code. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, buddy. Uh, I love it. Thirty-one is Theo Riddick. Thirty-two is Buck Allen. Thirty-three, James White, Chris Johnson, Alex Collins, Derrick Henry, Gio Bernard, Shane Vereen. Matt Forte, which obviously, assuming as of today, he's probably going to play this week. I, this will change if he doesn't. And then Wayne Gallman checks in at number 40. Let's start with Wayne Gallman. Uh, you know, he's the best Giants back. I mean, it took them this long and an injury to Paul Perkins to put him in there. But, Jake, he looked pretty good, and he was involved in the passing game. Yeah, he's, he's the best running back. He's the best between the tackles, at least. I actually think that he could perform a nice little timeshare with Paul Perkins being the change of pace, a little bit of elusivity, uh, if that's a word. If not, I just made it up. Check, put that in the book for me. Uh, I look at the fact that Paul Perkins can't be a lead running back, even when the draft class came out. I said it that year. Can be elusive, but he doesn't. He can't be on the field for more than 15 touches per game. And now we're going to see Gallman out there, even with Jane Vereen still in the mix. It's, it's a messy backfield. It's the fact the offensive line still stinks. It's among the worst. This team passes 70% of the time. But they could find a little bit more balance if Gallman runs as hard as he did. Like, look, he's, he's hungry. He got out there. You saw it. He wanted to be out there and wanted to run. Offensive line's not going to help him, but maybe they can get a little bit more balance because they do keep insisting on trying to run at times with Orleans Darqua and Perkins, so maybe Gallman could be the answer. But as you can see, especially in half-point PPR, you can't get too excited about the Giants' backfield. What are you thinking here with Gallman? I mean, Freeman is on a bye. C.J. Anderson's on a bye. You could have lost Dalvin Cook. We'll get into the Minnesota backfield in a little bit, but Gallman, one of the most added players in fantasy this week. He's the kind of guy to me that, for those really desperate owners that need a running back, you know, everything's falling apart, Isaiah Crowell hasn't done anything for you, and you're just desperate for somebody, then you'd step into the Giants' backfield and let's see what we can get out of Gallman, maybe. Uh, not somebody that I really want to start this week. I wouldn't want to trust anyone there. we got to watch to see what happens with Orleans Darqua and his practice participation this week. I think if he comes back, we could be right back to a situation where he's getting involved as well, and maybe they don't just let Gallman take the lead there. So it's a situation I would particularly want to avoid unless I was desperate. Hey, yeah. hey, look, look, some of us had David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, and now Tevin Coleman's on a bye. Some of us are out there. The yeah, definition no, of desperate. There you go. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. He's the Giants back that I want. I mean, I've sure. made some claims. Point, I picked him up sure. in a couple leagues. I'm not starting him, but... I'd like to see how this continues to grow and what's going to happen here against the Chargers. I know I've given like uh, Samaje Piran a really hard time saying that once he got in there, he really didn't do anything. Well, Paul Perkins is that guy for the Giants. He had his chance. 
He hasn't done anything. And now a let's chance. See and another chance. And another, and another chance. chance. And Piran can't hang onto the ball. And you see Gruden, he's just like, oh, I don't want to play this guy. I don't want to put him in here. But really not much of a choice. And that brings me to Alex Collins, another guy who's not really hanging onto the ball. But Jake, he looks like the best Baltimore back. I know you have Javorius Buck Allen ranked ahead of him, involved in the passing yeah. game for sure. But between the tackles, it does look like Alex Collins is the best back in Baltimore right now. And I don't want any part of Terrence West on any of my teams. Yeah, Terrence West is credible at this point, and it goes back to Seattle, though. The thing with Alex Collins is he's not a, not a plotter, but he's a power with not a ton of speed or a, a basically explosiveness. And I don't want to call him a complete plotter, like I said, but he's solid between the tackles. Biggest problem, as you said, he's not ha holding on to the ball. Another fumbler or two. I mean, he could just find himself bench, period. The thing with Allen is he's going to be a pass-catching running back no matter what. And as we're looking at the Ravens right now, their defense is really starting to struggle against the run. It's not playing as well as it was earlier in the season, and the offense isn't clicking very well. I know Allen's had two frustrating weeks, especially the game over in London, but at the same time, he's the one that's going to be the most consistent. He's going to get usage every single week because if they're down, you see more of them. When they're in contention, he's still going to be the passing option. Collins is going to be the volatile one where, yes, he's going to get the lead touches, the hard carries the, at the goal line. But if they're down, as I just said, we're going to see less and less of them. And God forbid, again, he fumbles. So you have to like him as the lead, but he's more of a non-PPR guy for me. You know, Jake, and again, you're, these are half-point rankings. Right. Uh, for those who are watching for Standard, if you want to see Jake's full Standard rankings, head to rotoexperts.com. Give him a follow on Twitter, all in kid. But would you play Collins ahead of Allen in a Standard League? Uh, he doesn't. He edges him out, and then the gap actually gets bigger in the full point PPR for Allen. What's your take on these two running backs here in Baltimore? I think Jake nailed it. I don't think there's much that needs to be added there. I, with the Ravens going across country to Oakland, I'm a little worried about game script. I know EJ Manuel's going to play. That might keep things close. I think that's going to be the biggest problem for Collins moving forward, though, is just going to be those game scripts, and the Ravens' offense hasn't done that much. So are we going to see more Allen because they're going to be trailing most weeks like they have the last two weeks? We'll get into Amir Abdullah in a little bit, Jake, but Theo Riddick has been pretty disappointing over the past couple weeks. I know he found the end zone in week one. And four teams on by. You know, maybe you can start him as a flex, but what's your take on what's happening in Detroit right now, that backfield? It's Look, they're trying to get a semblance of a run game. And the fact is Amir Abdullah has always been talented. He just can't stay on the field. And I'm not talking about the talent that – we saw in the one preseason game two years ago that made people shoot him five rounds up the draft board and be like, oh, my God, it's Amir Abdullah. Look at this guy. But he's the most talented option they have. I'm still baffled by his usage inside the 10-yard line where they basically bench him. And you see Zach Zenner coming in, and that's why I think he's a sell high. We talked about this during the show yesterday on Target, and I said that if somebody's going to consider him as a top 15 running back the rest of the way, sell him because the biggest concern is that we're not red zone but inside what is the green zone i think that tom coffin used to call it but inside the 10 yard line whatever it is he's not getting work there so you can see games like last week where he gets 90 plus yards but it's the touchdown upside three in his entire career as you brought up on the show as well so i think it's just the more the fact that they're looking for a more traditional runner that things aren't going as high passing volume as they were last year maybe anquan bolden is affecting things of the ability to get out of the backfield with theo riddick but I think that you have to be concerned with his usage going forward. For as long as Abdul is healthy, it looks like Riddick's going to take a big hit. I think you could potentially cut Riddick at this point. I, the biggest question about Abdullah going into the season was his workload. And now we're seeing he's getting 15, 20 touches. That makes him a, a definite RB2. And I think it renders Riddick really a guy that could probably hit the waiver wire this week. Yeah, he's somebody that I, I mean, he's somebody that I wouldn't cut. I understand where you're going. Uh, in a full point PPR league, I'm hanging on, but he's been very disappointing in a flex spot for me for the past couple weeks. We'll touch on Amir in just a little bit, uh, unless he's in these next set of rankings. Jake, give it to us. <laughs> All right, 21 is uh, Skittles, uh, Duke Johnson, Tariq Cohen, Bilal Powell, Wendell Smallwood, Mike Gillisley. Yeah, I keep trusting those Patriots running backs, guys. But Garrett Blunt. Doug Martin, Jarek McKinnon, and Andre Ellington. Ooh, Doug Martin, you want to start there? Doug Martin, what, I mean, do you not? Ex what do you really expect from Doug Martin? What's your projections say? A full workload right away? I think, for me, that's what I'm expecting. I think quiz is just useless <laughs> to anybody at this point. Oh. Uh, here, the emoji. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, real, the thing here is I, I expect him to be the lead. I don't expect him to get his traditional workload when he's back on track. Like Normally, it would say going forward on a given week without a suspension with working with this team, it's say 60% is Doug Martin. But he hasn't been allowed to practice during the suspension with the team. So 
who knows what he's going to look like. We could assume he's kept things in check. We could assume it's the Doug Martin we know. But we're also talking about a Doug Martin we know of two great seasons and three terrible ones. And it, well, last year was one of the terrible ones. So I think he'll have a chance to be the lead. If he comes out and rushes four times for 40 yards, I see you know he could potentially get 15 to 20 because why are they going to go away from him? But what if he comes out, rushes four times for eight, and Jaquiz Rogers gets three for 20 himself? Then Jaquiz Rogers has been very capable in his own right. I think this week what I keep estimating it at, as I say, like 35% for Martin, 35% for Quiz, and the rest to Charles Sims or maybe a mix of something else. But I think that that's where I'm looking that we could see a big balance between Martin. I, I, I absolutely agree here with Jake Seeley's assessment in Jaquiz Rogers, Doug Martin and how they go about it in that week. And, of course, you guys will be already in rearing to go. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Rewind Show, brought to you by uh, the folks at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It catches every Monday through Thursday, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. We'll come back, and we'll get you more information on the running backs reveal with Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, and Justin Boone, as they absolutely are getting it done. And when you get it done like these guys, you end up being a champion. So stay tuned for more for Fantasy Football Rewind. <laughs> it never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on the real world. I play the oboe, and I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today unlock the secrets of injury analysis. What up, Jane? What's going on, Maria? Let me tell you something. You look excited. I'm so excited. What are you excited for? Uh, Lineup Lock Live, which is our show every Sunday on Fantasy Sports Network, Dish, Television, YouTube Live, and on the Fantasy Radio app. I'm excited to wake up early with you on Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, all the way to kickoff. Four hours! Absolutely. It's going to be the two of us, Emery Hunt, and a cast of experts. Experts that win fantasy football championships, and they want to help you win, too. So we'll talk sit-starts, we'll talk injuries, we'll talk weather, and we will take your calls and questions and help you win your leagues and win that cash. So good. So fun. So excited. What I can I say? I cannot think of doing anything else on a Sunday morning. I don't need eggs. I don't need <laughs> prayer. I just need lineup lock live 9 a.m. to kick off Easter. Be there. Play on Fantasy Draft, the only daily fantasy site where every head-to-head contest is rake-free, including contests you create. Fantasy Draft also gives you the ability to block up to 25 players from entering your head-to-head contest. With a $1 million prize pool and 200000 to the winner, Fantasy Draft is running their inaugural NFL Live Final, the Carolina Million. Sign up today at FantasyDraft.com with promo code FNTSY and experience players first for yourself. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at fntsy.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes.
Does your fantasy football team suck? <laughs> Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? <laughs> I can help you out. Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. This is Tony Sincata from the Line Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, which you can hear Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and of course, Sports Byline Affiliates, American Forces Radio, and DailyRoto.com. We break down Major League Baseball lineups for the night, weather situations, ballpark information, and Las Vegas game totals. And I am joined by Benny Ricciotti, a fellow DFS expert who you can read at Fantasy Guru Elite. We have been making money all season long, and at the end of every show, we give you the lineups we actually use. And at the end of every show, you get them absolutely free. So, guys, when you boast you're making America great again, we're actually doing it. So tune into the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday with Benny and myself, and we'll continue to make you money so you don't lose your hot-earned cash and you don't need those Groupons for the two-for-one dinner so you can actually get a date. The Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are ready and raring to go. We're breaking down Week 5 running backs with Justin Boone, Jake Seeley, and Chris Meany. My man, Chris Meany. Can hear Jake Seeley and Chris Meany on, on target each Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rogers, at least for this week coming back, it's a short week, and again, he hasn't been allowed to practice. So I'm leaning towards Martin over Jaquiz Rogers, but it wouldn't surprise me. And we just have to make, you know, I'm not saying we're guessing completely, but it is an educated guess. I think that's fair. I I have Martin a little bit higher, and, and here's an why. Two for me this week. I think the big thing here for me is that it's a short week, and what do we know about running backs? When a guy comes in with fresh legs, it's very very beneficial. So I think on that short week, you're going to see Doug Martin in. He's going to be fresh, and he's going to be out playing Rodgers, who's on a shorter week, obviously. Um, I think that's what they want to do. You even see the guys on the team, like Jameis Winston in his press conference, excited about Martin coming back. Everybody wants him to succeed. Exactly. At least in Tampa. Everything we saw in the preseason was was positive in the offseason, all the work he was putting in, how he looked in the preseason on the field. I think we're going to see that right away. And while, yes, I still expect that Rodgers is going to be worked in there a bit, it's not going to be just the Doug Martin show, I do think Martin's going to get significantly more touches this week, and it's going to put him up into the startable range for fantasy. We'll pick on the New England Patriots probably a lot here today and going forward, unless their defense is High scoring up, Thursday nighter, which we're expecting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So far, they've given up the second most fantasy points to running packs uh, in full PPR leagues. A guy that's interesting to me is Andre Ellington. Jake, you were on Ellington last week. 14 targets, the most among running backs. One shy of Odell Beckham Jr. for the the lead of the week. And since week two, he's had 101 passing routes, which is number one among backs, and 26 targets. I think Matt- more than anybody, more than anybody overall, and inside the red zone. Ellington's not a bad play, in and in I think in this format, in maybe a flex spot at least, yeah, I think people are going to – it's remembering the bad. And people get hung up on it, and this happens every single year. People get frustrated for the past two weeks with Buck Allen. They want to drop him, and that's a good example. People wanted to drop Jeremy Graham in the first two weeks. It's the players that burn you, and it frustrates people and ticks them off. And I understand why people don't want to use Andre Ellington because he's burned us a ton of times in the past and has had his opportunities. But the way that they're using him, similar to Duke Johnson. Obviously, Duke Johnson's lining up as a receiver half the time, actually more than half the time. Not quite to that level, but the usage is there for the targets. I don't think he's going to see double-digit every single week, especially with John Brown 
healthy for now and nearing back 100%. And now you have four receivers when you go all the way down to J.J. Nelson. But even if he drops down to seven or eight targets, he's catching most of them. The, the reception rate is extremely high, and that's what you like from him. So if you're talking about a PPR, even a half-point PPR, let's go to PPR. You're talking about six or seven easy points, even if he gains zero yards. And a half-point PPR, it's three or four. So that's where he comes into play, and that's why he's an intriguing flex play. And it's key in, in half-point PPR or PPR. When you're talking about people in, in standard leagues, I would definitely want to shy away from him. Yeah. We've seen it before, right? He's, he's not going to run between the tackles, or right. he's not going to do it effectively. Um, but he is giving them you know, a little bit of that receiving game out of the backfield that, that David Johnson was giving them. So it's, it's nice to see and makes him intriguing in, in half-point and full-point PPR for sure. Because Chris Johnson is really not doing a whole lot. <laughs> Smallwood and Blunt are in this range. Now, they were both productive last week. Yeah, Smallwood was the guy who got the goal line touchdown, but they did go to Blunt three straight times and you know the drive got extended because of a penalty for the chargers but is it smallwood for you jake over blunt because his involvement in the passing game he had six targets he got four balls it just no way he's going to get a little bit more play than blunt absolutely because he's filling the darren sproles role which darren sproles last year was on the field for almost 50 percent of the time and he's better than sproles is between the tackles he can actually make some of those runs and don't forget about Garrett blunt i know you haven't and justin hasn't but for everybody out there Week two, LeGarrette Blunt literally did nothing. That's not an exaggeration. He did nothing in week two. He got a big fat zero. And that's the problem here is I think that if you're looking between the two, I know Smallwood's going to be involved every single week. There could be any given week where Blunt just gets completely left out again, whether it's by game flow, whether it's by the fact of he maybe rushes four times for three yards to start things off, and they just say, forget it. This isn't one of the days for LeGarrette Blunt. So, and look, you mentioned it, three straight runs. It was actually four times he got stuffed at the goal line, and then Smallwood was the one that punched it in. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you're looking at it here, it's just the, it's the better it's the it's the better floor for Smallwood. I think both of them have similar ceilings, as saw last week with Blunt ceiling. But I think the floor is much better with Smallwood. And the, the danger is that fantasy owners often just look to last week. What happened in the box score last week? And they're going to see that Blunt had a huge game. Smallwood got the touchdown but didn't have the biggest game last week. But that's because the Eagles were up big. And that's right. going to be the game script where you're going to see a lot of Blunt there. This week, you see a lot of passing. we're expecting a much more competitive game. At least I am. Yeah. So I definitely think that Jake's got the right idea having Smallwood ahead of Blunt here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, three for three, all of us. Smallwood ahead of Blunt. Powell, do you want to touch on Powell? Uh, would, would it change it for you, Jake, if Forte, would Powell move up? I mean, that was a really good matchup. You and I touched on this on On Target, which people can listen, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, 4 to 6 Eastern time. We touched a lot on Powell, and finally the Jets used him, but it was because Forte wasn't around. But if Forte comes back, I feel like the Jets are just going to involve him again. You got McGuire who's there hanging around. He looks good in the small sample size. As much as we want Matt Forte to go away and this to be Blah Powell's backfield, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, you know what I said yesterday is it just comes to being a knucklehead, and that's what the Jets are, is at this point it's they insist on going to Matt Forte. They say, hey, if Matt Forte is active, we're using him. It doesn't matter that he doesn't look good anymore. It doesn't matter that he's ineffective. It doesn't matter that he's kind of like Chris Johnson at this point, just with a little bit more passing ability. They're putting him out there. They keep using him, and that's what it is. As of today, as I said, when I was at the bottom of the rankings, is I have Matt Forte as playing as of today. If he's out by Friday, obviously Bilal Powell is going to move significantly up. He'd be a top 20 running back, potentially knocking on the top 15, especially during a bye week. But at the same time, it is the Jets' offense. Bilal Powell didn't see a very consistent workload. He got the touches, but if you looked at it watching the game, he was in and out a lot of times, and we saw what happened with Elijah McGuire. is very explosive, similar to Tariq Cohen, as you know. I've been saying that for a couple weeks. So it just comes down to Bilal Powell a question mark with this team just in the usage. Even when Matt Forte is out, they don't seem to have a very strong plan of how they want to use him. So would see a boost, but it all comes down to Matt Forte and this team just insisting in using him. How do you yeah. feel about this Jets backfield? Same? I, I agree. I, I don't want I don't want to get excited about Powell here at all, especially when we're talking about a guy I that do. I want Forte to go away so I can get so excited about Powell. Lucky the defense done yeah. was down. They just left him and it was a, a huge a huge long run for a touchdown. And, you know, that made up the big day that he had. So, and it wasn't like when you saw McGuire's touchdown, that was, it looked a little more about skill and about the actual The Jets' talent. offensive line is creating some holes for some of these backs. Definitely. And I brought this up last week. The, the Browns' run defense, I still think, is a little better than people might realize. Um, you know, it's, it's not great, and they're going to be in game scripts where they end up being down. But it, the way to attack the Browns is through the air. So I, I would temper my expectations on Powell. But if, if Forte's out, you have to play him this week. That's that's the only way to go. 
uh, to your point, the past DVOA, the sixth best against the run, Cleveland, 30th against the pass, and Jacksonville, the worst. Uh, we'll get to Bell in a little bit, like you weren't going to play him anyways. Uh, I do want to touch on Tariq Cohen because people are probably now, they played Cohen, they saw the usage. This is much like the Jets, Chicago. You already you know, brought that up, but John Fox, like Cohen disappointed last week, and I was surprised with his usage, Jake. Yeah, it's definitely, it was, it was shocking. I don't know if it was because of the wet turf and they didn't want to get him hurt, or maybe they just knew his footing wasn't going to be there for his explosiveness and how he can cut. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's, it's basically John Fox is what I've said for a couple of years. Now, you know this, Chris. He's the NFC version of Bill Belichick. Trying to predict what he's going to do is exceptionally difficult. They had Jordan Howard last year. He didn't want to go to him. Jordan Howard has a big game in week four, I think it was, and then goes right back to Mixon and Kadeem Carey, and then finally goes with Jordan Howard the rest of the way come week eight. And it's just, this is what he does. He's just been a frustrating coach to deal with when it comes to running backs. I think this game, if we're looking at it and trying to analyze it, the game script would suggest more Cohen this week because of Minnesota's defense and the fact that you want to get somebody in space. And I know Jordan Howard is terrific. You know, you know how much I like Jordan Howard. But I expect them to be down in this game, unlike the game against Pittsburgh and so forth. But I, I expect more Cohen, but at this point, he's kind of that fringe RB2, even in a half-point PPR, a little bit higher in PPR, just because who the hell knows what Fox is doing? Yeah, no, nobody does. And he had no problem getting Murray hurt, by the way. I mean, maybe he didn't want to get Cohen hurt, but Murray's on the sidelines. It's like, oh, my shoulder, get back out there, kid. Howard, you can feel <laughs> Howard, yeah, sorry, Howard, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's important to remember, like Jake mentioned, a lot of people – sold on Jordan Howard last year at one point during the season because it looked like he went back to the bench. Yeah. So definitely don't don't give up on Cohen here uh, at all. It'll be interesting to see how the offense is run with Trubisky, who's going to get his first NFL start Monday. I probably a lot of handoffs. I mean, they don't have many options in that passing game. And I would understand if a lot of people want to take a wait-and-see approach on that one, yeah. right? You don't know if, if Trubisky's going to be looking short or if Cohen's even going to get the playing time. The craziest thing about that was he was getting playing time at the end of the game, which was wild. You yeah. don't play him all day, and then he comes in at the end when the game was out of hand. Well, they were down three touchdowns, Jake, and they were just content to run the ball like nine straight times. They didn't care. They didn't want to get back into that game at all. They well, what like, Jake was saying, if you're worried about getting him hurt, why is he coming in at the end like yeah. that? It's, yeah. Nobody can guess just what John that, Fox that is doing. That game was so baffling on so many levels. Yeah, yeah, we're down by four scores. Let's do an eight-minute drive running the ball the majority of the time. I, I don't understand John Fox. I'll I never try to pretend. I still think I'd rather play Cohen and Duke Johnson over Marshawn Lynch. This is a tough matchup. Baltimore, the second best against the run, according to Football Outsiders. And really, Lynch hasn't done a whole lot. Well, how do you see this offense playing out with EJ Manuel at the quarterback position? Does this mean more touches maybe for the, some of the running backs in there? Washington, maybe Richard, maybe uh, Lynch? I don't think that this is the week for Lynch to get back on track if he doesn't this week. Similar to what we said before with Kirk Cousins against the Raiders and you know other examples that we threw out last week, one of them being like Terrell Pryor. Like, if you don't get on track now and you don't get on track with this game, it's time to move on. And I'm looking at this opportunity here, and they don't want to put the E.J. Manuel out there throwing the ball 35 times in this game. There's no question about it. Marshawn Lynch, the touches have been dropping, especially the last two weeks. But I know what the matchup says, but when I analyze it further and you look at who they faced and what's happened the past couple weeks, run defense isn't that good, actually. And it's actually been falling apart. So I'm looking Lynch here. If he can get over 15 touches, there's a potential for him to actually have his best game of the season, or at least what he did in week one. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind. We're getting running back rankings from Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, and Justin Boot of the score. I'm not a Marshall Lynch guy. I think you're going to see a change in the running back. I'm starting to see people picking up Jalen Richard, and I agree with that. I think that this is a game where they will run the ball, but Marshall Lynch has been extremely ineffective uh, behind this Raiders offensive line. Everybody was touting the Raiders offensive line, but Marshall Lynch has not played well. I am looking elsewhere, and if you're looking elsewhere... You're with me. We're on the same path. When we come back, we'll get the rest of the running back rankings. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind.
I owe the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help. Our agents know the rules, can stop the pain, and get you the best deal. We connect you with a team of former IRS agents and tax professionals who will get the IRS off your back. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Call Tax Solutions Now. Time is running out. Call 800-910-9962. It never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on The Real World. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. We're listening to Running Back Rankings Reveal with Jake Seeley and Justin Boone with Chris Meany. And, of course, you can listen to Chris Meany and Jake Seeley on Target Fantasy, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 15 carries, 12 carries, 6 carries, and 9 carries. A couple big things there, like I mentioned before, Ravens traveling cross-country. And also the reason that that Ravens run defense hasn't been as good is no tackle Brandon Williams has been out. And exactly. we'll have to watch his availability, but he, he might be out again, and that would be a huge boost for, for Lynch in the run game there. Duke Johnson get a lot more play. You mentioned him lighting up as a wide receiver. Jake, this guy's creeping up to RB2. In fact, he is for you this week. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the, the guy was one of four running backs last year to have over 500 receiving yards in a season that wasn't going that well in a season where he wasn't 100% at times. People forgot how good this kid can be especially with what happened with Isaiah Crowell kind of having his breakout season last year. And things aren't going right for this offense. You know this. I said as soon as Kaiser came in, he was going to destroy this offense, and that's exactly what's happening so far. But the good side of it, and you'll remember what I said this too during the On Target show. That's why you should listen to us over there on the network, 4 to 6 p.m. Leave that little plug I threw in there again. But Duke Johnson is, he fits the problems of this offense where you have the Sean Kaiser inaccurate, not able to throw down field, throwing interceptions, can't get on track, and then the team starts playing from behind. That all helps Duke Johnson, where Isaiah Crowell, as you can see, the touches haven't similar to Marshawn Lynch. 
The touches haven't been there. The offense doesn't have a flow going for him. They can't get in the red zone too often to give him the potential of a touchdown to save his day. So everything going wrong just helps Duke more than it does Isaiah. Is and that luckily, gap closing for you as well? Luckily, we're not talking about John Fox here. The The Browns are going to play their best player, and Duke Johnson's making more plays than Crowell at the moment. So Has he passed for he's you? Gonna like in a work. full point, would you, would you play him over in Crowell a, at this point? In a, in a full point PPR, I would play Duke over Crowell at this point, yes. You too, in standard, I'm still, I'm still leaning Crowell. I'm hoping that this is going to be the week. Yeah, this week he, he edges him out by a hair. I think they're almost back-to-back. -back. But this is also similar to what we were just talking about. With this matchup against the Jets, this is – yeah, I would never drop somebody like Crowell because he's a lead running back on a team. But if you're on a slim league, a 10-team league, or a four-man bench, and he doesn't show up this week, he actually might be cuttable. Yeah, I wouldn't hang on to him in a 10-team if he doesn't show up. He's had some matchups where he's already should have shown up. Absolutely. Uh, and he hasn't yet. Very okay. disappointing. Let's get to 11 to 20. Yeah, Joe Mixon at 11, Jordan Howard at 12, Christian McCaffrey, DeMarco Murray, Frank Gore, Amir Abdullah, Latavius Murray, the first game of the lead there. Jonathan Stewart. There's Isaiah Crowell. And Aaron Jones. This Aaron Jones ranking, I, I'll, I'll do it for you. I, we're just going to jump into this one, Chris. You yeah, I was going to go there anyways. Week. I don't think Ty Montgomery's going to play this week. He's got multiple also, broken it's, bricks. it's more the Jamal Williams news. As of today, I'm just I'm, I'm taking the cautious approach, and I'll move him up similar to Bilal Powell. As of today, it sounds like Jamal Williams is ready to go, even with his knee issue. And that's why I'm a little conservative of Aaron Jones. Also, you know how I feel about Aaron Jones is he's not somebody that can handle a full workload being a workhorse. There's a reason he was number four in the depth chart. He's explosive. He can make plays in open space, but the touches are never going to be a high volume. So if Jamal Williams is out there, he's going to take a piece away from him, despite the fact Jamal Williams didn't look that great last week. No. But I'm looking at this as this is the conservative spot. If Jamal Williams is out, Ty Montgomery, you just said it. Let's be real. Ty Montgomery is not playing. If Aaron Jones is the only back there with Ripkowski and that's it, he would be back. He would be inside the top 50. And we're getting all the, the positive, you know, reports from the players who are saying, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, players are always There's no way this guy plays optimistic. with multiple broken ribs this week. I'm shocked to hear that he may. Like, I also wonder whether Jamal Williams is going to play this week. But even if he does, going back to those other guys, uh, Pirine and, and other guys, that we've seen what they are. And, and Jamal Williams so far in every opportunity he has, he just runs into the line. We, yeah. We've seen nothing from him. He can't break big plays. His only real pro skill is his pass protection. So, you know, and I would assume that that's what helped him get the number two job over Aaron Jones in the preseason. So if he is healthy, he's probably going to get some work there because, you know, they don't want to get Aaron Rodgers killed. Um, so we'll see what, you know, Aaron Jones can do with pass protection wise. But even if Jamal Williams is playing, I'm taking Aaron Jones of the two. I think he's the guy who's going to be able to break big plays. And it's another high-scoring game. There's a couple of really high-scoring games this week. That's another one where you want to get as many players in that game as you can. Yeah, Green Bay, Dallas. And at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers loves to throw the ball almost more than anybody, even inside the red zone. In a tight coverage last year, he was number one in passing attempts. So he's still going to throw the ball a ton. Jake, are you even hanging on to Jamal Williams at this point? If you drafted him and you were just waiting, I mean, we said this before, tons of times. I don't want to give another plug on target. We said it before on this show, is that they're using Montgomery a lot. And eventually, this kid could break down. And already we've seen that. Yeah, what did I say? It was last week or the week before where I said they're going to get him killed, and they basically did. And I know that the rib isn't expected as, you know, maybe his legs or knees or, you know, something like that, but it's the shots that he's taking every single week. I mean, heck, with something like a rib, you could have had a bruise from weeks before from all the hits and not known it, and that's just as what finally broke the camel's back, so to speak. Uh, you're looking at it as, yes, I would hang on to Jamal Williams, just because, again, Aaron Jones is not the solution as a lead running back. Better as a complimentary piece. Ty Montgomery, as much as he wants, as Justin said, you can be as positive as you want, but multiple broken ribs could be out this week, could be out multiple weeks, could have a setback and yeah. not be able to play, could play one game, get another shot to the ribs and be out for four weeks. So you kind of have to, although I would like to see him get rid of his Trent Richardson-ness and stop running into the back of the offensive lineman. That would definitely help his ability. And when you're talking about running backs that you're stashing, getting guys that are in high-scoring offenses, getting those backups, those are the guys you want, right? That's, yeah. that's the way to go. So... You know, we don't know what's going to happen here. If Montgomery's going to play, Jones' health, you know, how long he can stay upright if he's taking all the shots like Montgomery was. So, yes, I would agree that you got to hang on to Williams. Jones is playing this week. We know that. If you could pick one of the two for the rest of the season, is it Jones? Oh, it's Jones. It's for Jones. Sure. Jones yeah. for you too, Jake? 
Yeah, it's still be Jones as of today. I, although I still think Jamal Williams can be a workhorse, but I, you know what? If it was going forward as of today, I would still take Jamal Williams if I knew Ty Montgomery was out for another four to six weeks. And that's certainly possible. Uh, they do have a bye week coming out. He could just be held out until that bye week. Trent Richardson playing in the Canadian Football League, by the way, not doing anything <laughs> there. Uh, Latavius Murray. running to the back of the offensive lineman? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, three times in a row. Actually, twice, because they kick it away. They don't get anything done in their first two downs. Okay, Latavius Murray, one of the most added players. I grabbed him in a league where I have Bell and Hunt, and I'm trying to trade him. I'm trying to like flip him, like, here we go now before we see what happens with him. But... He's had a lead role before in Oakland, a great offensive line there. It didn't really impress me, to be honest. But, Jake, this is just about opportunity and volume. But you also had McKinnon down here at 29, so you think that he could certainly be startable for some people in a tough spot as well. Touch on these two yeah, guys. Absolutely. You, like, you have to take the chance on Latavius Murray. The fact that you just mentioned this, the opportunity here to be the lead. Last year, he didn't even have 200 rushing attempts. Didn't even have 800 yards. It was all buoyed by the fact that he scored 12 times. I'm not saying that's going to happen with the Vikings. As you mentioned, it's a terrific offense last year, a terrific offensive line. He doesn't have either of those things. He's got a good offense, and he's got a good offensive line. So maybe he gets eight touchdowns the rest of the way, but that would put him as an RB2 the rest of the way. Even six would probably still have him in the conversation. So you have to take that chance. But I think McKinnon is a very interesting situation. Like if, if you don't need a running back, if you didn't lose Dalvin Cook, if you don't need somebody for this week to prevent you from getting another loss, to just wait and take McKinnon for less because McKinnon from last year, for the last eight weeks of the season, now Shermer took over for the last nine games. That the first game is kind of an acclimation process. Those last eight weeks, if you process that out for an entire season, McKinnon went on to pace for about 80 receptions. So you're talking PPR and even half-point PPR. That's a lot of value for McKinnon. That is a lot of value. But certainly I think we all agree that the goal line guy will be Murray. For sure. And the Bears have given up a rushing touchdown in every game this season. And who's going to get that this week? Yeah. It's going to be Murray. And that's a good, uh, you said it at eight. We said in the office at seven and a half. So it's a good line there for sure. Amir Abdullah. And I wonder if you were listening yesterday, Jake, on Untargeting. Maybe call you out here a little bit. There's four backs that have 14 carries, at least 14 carries in all four games. Amir Abdullah is certainly one of them. Do you know the other three? And all three? Uh, no, I don't know off the top of my uh, head. Off the top of your head. Gurley is the other one. Fournette and then Lamar Miller. We touched on him earlier, Amir Abdullah, to sell. But, Jake, you brought up a good point, the red zone rushing attempts. It's not just Zach Zenner who's getting in there. It's Washington. Wait, Washington has one fewer red zone rushing attempt than Amir Abdullah. But just on the volume alone and the fact that he is involved in the passing game as well, I mean, if you're a Amir Abdullah owner, you have to be certainly more than satisfied. We'll come back. We'll hear about Amir Abdullah on Fantasy Football Rewind with Jake Seeley, Chris Meany. Don't go anywhere. Coming back, more Fantasy Football Rewind with the guys absolutely getting it done. The running backs reveal right here on Fantasy Football Rewind. struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. Hello, 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. This is Tony Sincata from the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by Daily Roto. I am joined by Dane Martinez, Monday through Friday on the Fantasy Sports Network Radio, simulcasted on Dish Network, and we're breaking down DFS football like nobody's business. Mondays, you get the Monday-Thursday matchups. Tuesdays, we break down the quarterbacks. Wednesdays, we got running backs. Thursdays, wide receivers. Fridays, we put it all together and give you our whole lineups. So that's the Lineup Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. East. Muscle Maker Grill was made for baseball season. Muscle Maker Grill supplies you with delicious, healthy meals that will give you energy to cheer on your team week after week. Whether you're craving flavorful salad, packed wraps, or guiltless entrees, Muscle Maker Grill has you covered. Hosting a game? No problem. Our catering packages will have your whole team satisfied with flavors ranging from Italian to Tex-Mex and much, much more. Visit MuscleMakerGrill.com for your nearest location and have a winning season. Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stample, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. Yo! This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mo's. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Rewind, right here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's get really quick, because we're running close to the end of the hour. Let's get real quick to what they got to say about Amir Abdullah. Chris Meany, Justin Boone, and Jake Seeley. By knowing that you drafted him, and he needed two major surgeries in two years, that there's a huge risk with this guy and a pass-happy offense. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, is actually in half-point PPR and PPR, he gets a little bit of a boost, not as much yeah. as like a Theo Riddick would, but it offsets that touchdown dependence, which he doesn't have. So it's funny. I, I think Gurley, I would have guessed Gurley. Le'Veon Bell, I would have guessed. I, didn't, I forgot about that game where he completely basically got shut down and had that off week early to start this season. So that's surprising about the Amir Abdullah part of it. You know, and you have to like the usage, as we talked about before, and it's going to be mostly between the 20s, and you just have to accept that, that he's not going to be somebody that's going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns. Very solid floor, limited ceiling. Yeah, there's some weird stat lines in week one. Certainly Zeke and, and Shady had a couple off games. Freeman as well. Uh, you, you like uh, Mira Billy. You already touched on him earlier. I do, yeah. And when we're talking about, like I mentioned off the top, you know, at this point in the season, now we have a big enough sample size. It's We're not looking at one or two games where Abdullah's getting that volume. We're looking at a quarter of the season, basically, where he's gotten that volume so far. So that 
that tells me that they're going to continue to do that as long as he can hold up under it. And maybe this is finally going to be the year where we're going to see Abdullah finish as a, an RB2 on the season and, and hold up for the, the whole year. Jay, Chris McCaffrey, certainly he's been one of the most disappointing guys in fantasy because there was just so much hype with him, right? We, ta we talked about this plenty of times. Luke Keekley can't cover him. They have their own offensive playbook. He has one really good week. He does a lot of stuff. And then he's a kind of a letdown against the Patriots. But for me, it's just I know Stewart will never go away. He's never going to get those carries that Stewart no, gets. He's, but he'll he's get involved. Yeah, if, only a matter of time? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and that's where the value is really. Like, I'm trying to buy low on Christian McCaffrey, and I know we can never really truly project injuries. But, you know, like Carlos Hyde's been healthy so far. You mentioned it all the time. Was it nine injuries in three years or something yeah. ridiculous like that? So you look at Jonathan Stewart. He never makes it through 16 games. And if he goes down you're going to see McCaffrey's value just skyrocket because he's not getting the normal carries. It's all in the passing game. He's getting like six carries, four carries a game. So if that ever happens, I think that's why you buy low on McCaffrey, who's still been a, a decent RB3, sometimes RB2, and half-point and full-point PPR. So I like McCaffrey. It's just very weird. You know, I know we always say don't overrate the preseason, but at times is when we're given so much information, including we're watching the kid on the field, we're watching him go past a player like Luke Keekley. We hear the talk about designing their own plays just for him and opening up the playbook for him. You know, we can't overrate the preseason, but at some point you have to say all this information's here. You got to take some of it and analyze and use some of it. And they just kind of went away from that after the first game, and it's very baffling. Only a matter of time here for maybe McCaffrey. I mean, we've seen some good things, obviously, but. A lot of hype. Stay tuned for more of the second hour of Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.